Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 19 The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims your handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens she has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy. Like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, in keeping them there is great reward. But who can detect their errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Exodus chapter 19, verses 9 through 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud, in order that the people may hear when I speak with you and so trust you ever after. When Moses had told the words of the Lord to the people, words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and prepare for the third day, because on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Be careful not to go up the mountain or to touch the edge of it, and any who touch the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch them, but they shall be stoned or shot with arrows. Whether animal or human being, they shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they may go up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people. He consecrated the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Prepare for the third day. Do not go near a woman. Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 40. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he approached to look, there came the voice of the Lord, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses began to tremble and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the mistreatment of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to rescue them. Come now, I will send you to Egypt. It was this Moses whom they rejected when they said, Who made you a ruler and a judge? 
and whom God now sent as both ruler and liberator through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out, having performed wonders and signs in Egypt and the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up a prophet for you from your own people, as he raised me up. He is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our ancestors, and he received living oracles to give us. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him. Instead, they pushed him aside, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make gods for us who will lead the way for us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not, we do not know what has happened to him. Good morning, and welcome to the second Friday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Imanville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 19, Exodus 19, and Acts 7. And it's all about Moses this morning. Um, There's this passage in Exodus that um, kind of covers a brief episode in Moses' life as he is told by God that... um, He's, that God is ready to meet the people and vice versa and all these instructions. Um, and if anybody violates these instructions, uh, they should be killed, but not, but nobody should touch the person who is being executed because they would then become defiled. At the end it says, um, don't go near a woman. Uh, and that's because blood was considered sacred um, and yet also profane at the same time. And uh, menstruation, uh, you know, because, you know, there's a large group, you never know who's menstruating when. And I imagine um, the authors just said, look, you know, just stay away from women because they might be unclean. Who knows? Um, And then in Acts, I'd have to check who Acts 7 is. It might be Stephen, but I'm not positive, who's giving this kind of extended sermon. Um, And in this section, it's focuses on Moses, and uh, it's kind of this broad overview, um, and Moses is first called back from um, Moab, or Midian, Midian, I think, where he had fled after um, he discovered that he was, in fact, a Hebrew, a Hebrew born a slave, but um, he was living in the royal court as the pharaoh's uh, wife's adopted son. Um, and when he discovers this, he has this crisis of identity and he sees uh, an Egyptian taskmaster beating up a Hebrew slave and he comes to the Hebrew slave's um, rescue and he ends up murdering this Egyptian. And as he looks up, there are a couple of other Hebrew slaves saying, uh, you know, criticizing him, kind of looking down their nose saying, well, who are you? You know, who appointed you master over us? Um, and so he's just learned that he's not uh, he's not royalty. Um, he's a slave. But when he comes to the rescue of somebody uh, who shares his own ancestry, his own people, um, he's mocked and ridiculed by uh, others of the of the same group. Um, and so he feels totally isolated, alone, and, and everything, and so he flees. He goes off to Midian, he gets married, he becomes a shepherd for you know, 40 years, I think, 
until he encounters the burning bush and we all kind of know the story from there. Um, but Moses has this breaking point where um, I can't remember exactly how he finds out um, that he's not royalty, but rather he's he was born enslaved. Um, but it it you know this climax of this moment uh, that brings him to Midian um, is coming to the defense of somebody, whether they're slave or not. I, I don't know that it matters from like an ethical point, like somebody's being beaten up, he comes to their aid, and he ends up um, taking the um, the aggressor's life. Um, and he doesn't try to justify, he doesn't say that it's okay. Um, the people who witnessed it or, or who see him don't try and say it's okay. In fact, they seem to, you know, despite the fact that he's come to somebody's assistance, they still think that he's, you know, basically, you know, defiled just in general. Um, he is profane as a person. Um, and so we shouldn't mistake that, the impurity for being somehow that, that, that person has become defiled. Um, the, uh, the defilement is its own thing. It's, it's like getting dirt on your hands. It's about the dirt. It's not about you. Um, we like to say in English, you know, you are dirty if you've got like dirty fingernails, but it's really not, it's not entirely accurate. Um, people made by God, uh, whose makeup is determined by God, uh, you can't make them evil. Um, you can make them ritually impure, morally impure. Um, but, uh, as, you know, as imperfect beings, we're never pure, um, we might be someday in the far future when God's kingdom is is consummated, but right now we are uh, we are made good, um, and the things that clutter us um, that make us impure are external kind of uh, they 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 aren't a part of of who we are in essence. Um, they don't attach to our soul, I, I suppose you could say. Um, so when women are menstruating, they are not, they haven't become in their person profane or impure or dirty, but something that uh, is occurring uh, makes it, um, it compromises the situation. Um, and I say this because Moses probably thought he, there's something wrong with him. Um, as someone who has had to kill people or been expected to pe- kill people, which I say with some hesitation, I, I don't know if I did. I was an artilleryman. Um, I think it's most likely that I did, but I'll, I'll never know. Um, when that happens, you struggle with what have I become as though, as though some act can fundamentally alter the very essence of, of who you are. And I don't think that's true. I think it's a really dangerous way of thinking because if it changes who you are and we for you know it's it's almost like a it's a catch-22 it can change who you are for the worst but we can't unchange uh, and make us better um for some reason that isn't the logic that we employ it's not that i've done something wrong and now i do something right and things are kind of equaled it's that i've done something wrong and i'll forever be broken damaged goods 
you know, whatever, war-torn, for lack of a better word. Um, and so the uh, what Moses discovers, um, what I think a lot of soldiers also discovers, is um, what it means to have become profane, just like the women uh, who menstruated in, uh, as God was preparing the people to come see God. Um, it isn't the person that has become profane. Um, the profanity might exist, it might obscure uh, the goodness and the wholeness of the person, um, but it doesn't actually affect um, you know, that inner inner core of, of what a person is. Um, and because that's true, you can always change your ways, repent, um, and make things right, and, and make relationships right. Um, and the, the importance of that is, it's difficult to overstate, um, that evil, we don't become evil. Evil doesn't enter our body any more than impurity does. Um, what happens is there are things that obscure that goodness that we were created with. Um, the, these things get in the way. Um, it isn't that we have changed on some fundamental level. It is that there is a, a context within which um, it is harder to see um, the goodness that we were that we were made uh, in, in which we were made. Um, but Genesis doesn't lie, and it, we it hasn't changed. We were created good, and everything on the earth is very good. Um, things merely get in the way and force us to forget um, that goodness within us. Um, and so it's not that there was anything wrong with women who menstruate, and it's not that there's anything wrong on a deeper level with Moses, um, but um, the, the scripture calls us to remember that we are all created good, that we may do bad things that obscure that goodness, that make us forget, that uh, damage relationships, but um, the, the human person and even the universe as, as a whole is um, is some is um, uh, resilient. It bounces back if we do the work um, to return from that place that we've gone, uh, the place of hiddenness and isolation, where we forget what it means to be good uh, and to be in right relationship. A prayer of self-dedication from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, 
you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.